Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's talk about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball is heating up as schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as Bet Online is the spot to be for your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. It's awesome with a capital A. You can bet with a capital B. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker back with you here. The Clippers coming out of the All-Star break with a, a big win over the Golden State Warriors to kick things off and get themselves back on track. Uh, we're here to break it all down. Alex, uh, thanks for, for coming on the show as always, and uh, good good to be back with you talking some Clippers basketball. Definitely, definitely. I'm excited, man. Excited to start this uh, second round of the, the season, get this thing going, uh, leading to the playoffs. Um, these Clippers got a lot of a lot of juice and energy right now, so um, this break is going to be something awesome where they can actually catapult and get this thing going and rolling, man. So I'm excited about this moving. Yeah, we've got a we got a great show for for everyone out there, Alex. It's been uh, one game as we record this here on a, on a Sunday morning. Um, just that game against the Warriors. The Clippers play tonight against the Pelicans to to kick off a little mini three game road trip, but uh, a really good sign, I think, for the game out of the gate after that kind of stumble into the all-star break to have the Clippers really respond well, 130 to 104, just a dominant win over the Warriors. Uh, what did you see in that game um, that you liked from the Clippers in coming back out of the break? Man, I just seen um, fresh legs. I seen some energy. I seen um, these guys running up and down. And um, for the most part, I just seen this basketball reaction and um, them really, you know, taking advantage of just being – you know, the five that's out there holding it down, whoever was out there, and uh, it showed, you know, um, the team played really good. Um, they, they they played collectively, and they made shots for the most part, you know. So that was amazing to see, you know, for his first game, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they definitely made shots. They made 18 three-pointers, uh, and they got to the free-throw line a lot. And then, I know we talked about that uh, on our last podcast, about how much this team had not really been able to get to the free-throw line for whatever reason, but – in this game, you kind of had the, the perfect storm of both. You mentioned the made three-pointers at 18 there, 46% from the field overall, and then 24 of 29 from the free-throw line. So getting to the free-throw line 29 times I thought was was a big positive, and we know when they get there, they've got great free-throw shooters, so they're able to, to, to knock them down as well. Yeah, yeah. That gives a lot of momentum, you know what I mean, getting to that free-throw line, just getting that energy as far as, like, calm down, the jitters off, knocking down that free-throw, you know, seeing the ball go in for anybody's sake. I know me personally, you know what I mean? If I'm getting to the free throw line early, it's going to be a great day. Yeah. Uh, just to see that, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but uh, I think one area where this team has a lot of room to still to grow is defensively. And mm -hmm. I thought they played a really strong defensive game, particularly uh, on Steph Curry, who was just 6 of 16 from the field, 14 points, and, and really – uh, just pressure, double team trap all night long. 
Uh, Clippers did a great job pretty much throughout the whole game and really frustrating him and, and making it tough on the Warriors in, in that matchup. Yeah, for sure. Um, we talked about that earlier. Um, we don't know if it was good defense or, or uh, Curry was taking a day off. You know <laughs> what I mean? Some guys, <laughs> some guy, some guys can actually you know take a day off and still you know wind up killing and dominating. For this sake, uh, Curry was definitely you know still an All Star break. Uh, thank God. You know <laughs> what I mean? And uh, nobody poked the bear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good. You know what I mean? Just to see that. Um, you know, he shooting 16 shots, you know, making six of them um, is pretty phenomenal. You know what I mean? And getting him stopped is the Golden State Warriors as far as right now, more than anything, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, obviously a game from a couple months back doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. But the last time the Clippers had played the Warriors prior to this was that game where they had played them back to back. They were up, you know, 20 points and blew that lead and ended up losing that game. So, you know, to see them this time get the big lead and then not give it up, not even, you know, let a big run happen, I thought was really encouraging where, you know, that's been a, an issue going back to last year, of course, but being able to kind of put the foot on the gas and just continue to pull away and not let the Warriors make a run and get themselves back in it was was an encouraging thing as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. You got guys actually getting to the free throw line like that, like we said, hitting you know, clutch and one three-pointers, you know what I mean, from that standpoint, from Paul George. Um, yeah, that's giving you confidence and energy more than anything, man. And, and it's just momentum. That's all you need is momentum and drive every single quarter and just win in every single quarter, you know. So they were really good and dominant from that standpoint, man. I'm hyped about this this outcome of what's going to happen and uh, optimistic more than anything. Yeah, and one thing that was a bit of a, a down note for the Clippers was – Patrick Beverly, you know, leaving the game with, with knee soreness is what they called it. Um, you know, he'll likely, I would assume, miss a couple of games because of it. But I think the bigger question, we know how important Patrick Beverly is to the team. And, you know, the numbers on the court show that when he's out there, the team's a lot better. But he has had trouble this year, years past, staying, health, staying healthy and staying on the court. Um, you know, is this a concern? Do you, are you concerned by it? And we know the trade deadline is coming up. We've heard all that talk whether it's right or not about do they need another point guard? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we have talked, but we don't necessarily think so. But if Beverly can't stay healthy, they might rethink that. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I think, um, like we said, Beverly's a bull, man. Um, injuries that, that like, for him, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty sure that he can actually withstand and play when, and when the time is needed for him to play, um, especially, you know, getting close to the playoffs and stuff like that. But um, you know, most part, I definitely see that, you know, he puts a lot of pressure on the on the front court. So guys can actually be assertive. Um, they can actually, you know, follow his lead. And that that speaks volume as far as the leadership, you know, just by playing with actions. And um, he's vocal as well, too. But just by playing with actions and seeing that from your leader, from that standpoint on defense, um, you're definitely going to miss that for sure. Uh, nobody else is bringing that. Um as far as guard um, play on the other end, as far as defense. But for the most part, man, these guys are actually just using basketball as far as their offense for their defense. So as long as they're making shots and knocking them down, I think that, you know, can withstand a lot for them. And we've seen all year long this, you know, this Clipper team 
have the next man up mentality and be resilient in that way. But as you said, when it, when it gets down to the playoff time, you definitely want, want Beverly out there as a big part of what they're going to do, despite how good the guys behind him have been. Uh, we just know, you know, in crunch time, that's, that's a guy that you'd love to have on the floor. Definitely. All right. Definitely. So going forward, uh, we know we mentioned a little three-game road trip for, for the Clippers coming up. They got the Pelicans, as we said, we recorded this on a Sunday. They play them tonight. Uh, and then back-to-back games against the Mavs. Um, you know, what's the key for the Clippers going forward to, to basically re- replicate what we saw against Golden State and keep themselves rolling kind of, you know, we would love to see the team get on a run, uh, you know, stay healthy, obviously, yeah. but get on a run and get things going here. No, I think I think the cat's out the bag, though. I really do, as far as the, the bench collectively actually, you know, um, helping. Um, you seeing guys um that should be getting a lot more minutes um that are getting minutes Morris is actually playing phenomenal and we don't need somebody to just go you know ballistic from that standpoint just being consistent more than anything mm-hmm. you know and that's the most important thing that you that you need from your bench is getting in that mood of being consistent knocking down open shots and um that will carry you on a lot you know so you can actually give your starting five uh, the proper rest that's needed, you know, so they can actually come in and, and attack when, um, you know, the defense is vulnerable. So I think that's the biggest thing. Like the defense, I mean, the offense from the bench, the coach knows that they can rock. Uh, so we're going to play. We're going to probably see a lot more of them more than anything. I hope so. Yeah. And I think it'll be a good uh, kind of lead up to the playoffs where, you know, it's obviously amazing to have a deep bench and the Clippers do have that, but we know that come playoff time, rotations get shortened and you'll probably have, you know, nine, eight, nine, ten guys, whatever it may be playing rather than, you know, 11 or 12 guys. So uh, who yeah. do you see kind of stepping up or falling back be off the bench, making themselves worthy of being played in the playoffs and that playoff rotation? Do you see anyone stepping up in this time or who do you envision being the playoff rotation uh, behind the starting five? That's a good question. Um, behind the starting five, I would start with the starting five. You know what I mean? Um, we still haven't seen, I always, I always fall into my man Batum. We still haven't seen the best of Batum. You know what I mean? He's a clutch p- player um, knocking down big shots that's needed for sure. Um, and I think that's going to be huge. Um, we see a lot. I shouldn't say a lot, but we see certain cases where, you know, the windows close as far as they can't throw the ball in the ocean. Um He's going to be one of those guys that I'm banking on that's going to be, you know, a huge burden for these guys. Um, as well as uh, um, Luke as well. Um, he's there for that purpose alone, you know what I mean, to get things going for real. And uh, Jackson, they brought him back knowing that the kind kind of dynamic player that he is and the kind of leadership that he shows as far as coming off the bench. Um, he is a starter in a way, you know what I mean, on any other team. But right now he's going to be filling his role as far as, you know, similar to what Williams is doing is being, you know what I mean, the the key best six man that's coming off the bench to getting things going. So those three key pieces from Williams, from Jackson, and uh, from Lou, um, as well as Morris as well, too, are huge. You know what I mean? We could throw in Manny, uh, Manny as well, too. Uh, so, you know, more than anything, those guys, as far as the guard play, is going to be huge. Uh, but Serge Ibaka is definitely going to have um, a lot of pressure, you know what I mean, as far as the playoff run. Yeah, and I, I thought it was, you know, Serge has played pretty well this year. I think, as we said, we, we both did our grades last week and, and had him somewhere in the, yeah. in the B range. Um, but, but I think that, you know, Serge is someone who's kind of been through this before. Of course, he was on Toronto with Kawhi when they won the championship a couple of years back. And 
I think yeah. especially for someone like Serge, uh, you can kind of see him ramping up his game where I think he's going to take it to, to another level um, and be stronger. And then you also have, of course, Zubats, who's played well. It can help some of those those center minutes too. True, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting with the guard play, like you said. Reggie Jackson has played so well; it's hard not to keep him on the court at times. But you know, Terrence Mann, as you said, brings yeah. a whole different dynamic in, in rebounding and defense. And you know, Luke Kennard, he's starting to make some shots. You know, he, as you said, that's the reason he's there for for his shooting. So you know, those they can have a different dynamic with any of these guys. So it might be you know matchup based when you go into a certain playoff matchup with who's going to be on the court. Most definitely, for sure. There's got to be a matchup place where, um, you know, whoever's on that court has to be matching up to that similar person. And, um, yeah, some guys are going to get more shine than others, but just the most part, they're going to have to be ready. Uh, the beautiful thing that I've seen about Ibaka um, this recent game was actually him putting it on the floor and uh, not settling, you know what I mean, for, for jump shots and, you know, getting that easy bucket that he can and taking it off the dribble. So that was huge to see that. Um, getting the rust off, you know yeah. what I mean, Work <laughs> and him actually getting to the free throw line from that standpoint as well. So that's what we got him for as far as being the stretch five, four, or whatever the case that he may be. It's not just a pick and pop and just settling for the threes and just living outside, but getting down there and making things happen, you know. So um, I see that happening a lot for us, I mean, for the for the Clippers, and um, that's going to be huge. He's going to definitely have to use that. Yeah, I saw I saw the same thing too. A lot of Serge Ibaka, and as you said, he's on the floor to, to stretch the floor, but at the same time, you know, putting pressure on the defense. You know, pump faking, attacking closeouts, getting inside and getting to the basket. Like you said, mm-hmm. I thought he was much more aggressive. They had 16 points and 14 rebounds in just 23 minutes. So it was, it was a big game for him. And I think, like 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 we talked about, I think his aggressiveness should pick up a little bit. Um, and, you know, we saw a couple of dunks from him. You know, he's had some issues this year, of you know, missing little chip shots. And he just took that element away. He's like, I'm just going to dunk at home instead of putting yeah. up a little hook shot. So <laughs> so that was that was nice to see, too. Yeah. <laughs> Want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether Deadstock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, who we got next, Pelicans? Yeah. This is going to be good for the point that it's a young team. You know what I mean? So, um, again, you just got to go back to outsmarting these guys and not so much of a run and gun if if it if it comes to that point and it's working for sure by all means but that's what these pelican young fellas want to do they want to get out and go and show their talent and athleticism for sure so um i think the biggest things is getting these guys in foul trouble getting them up and you know pump fakes and slowing them down from that momentum and getting back to the free throw line is going to be huge uh, for this game too as well yeah no question and the pelicans are an interesting team because they are like you said, they're, they're so talented in a way, but obviously they still haven't put it together in terms of, 
you know, put in putting together enough wins for or as many as they would probably have expected coming to this point of the season. You know, they're a team that, despite all the talent, uh, you know, they're 16 and 22, so they're six games under 500. But you go into that game on the road, we know that the Clippers, I think this is going to be the first time they've ever faced Zion because every time they've played the Pelicans the past couple of years, he's been out against them for whatever reason. So they're going to get their first their first look at Zion, who, of course, has been phenomenal this year. And and we know the last time mm-hmm. they played him this year, uh, they, you know, faced him a little bit shorthanded. Eric Bledsoe didn't play. Lonzo Ball didn't play. Uh, so that, you know, some guys were out of the lineup. Uh, this will be a more mm-hmm. closer to full strength. Uh, I think J.J. Reddick's out tonight. But uh, besides that, everyone, everyone else is good to go. So it should be a, it should be interesting how they you – know, their defense again. I think that's the key because Pelicans, as you said, they, they score a lot. They've got a lot of options, a lot of talent. I think this game, you know, yeah. is won or lost on, on the defensive end for the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be – it's going to be um... – it's going to be a fun game to watch. I definitely say that more than anything. It's definitely going to be fun, exciting. Um, keeping keeping Zion off the damn key. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard, you know what I mean? So that's why I said as far as who do you think is, is going to be a key matchup as far as going Zion? That's a really good you question. Know? That is That's a really good question because you look at what the Clippers are probably set up best to do, and it's defend on the wings and on the perimeter, right, with, with Paul George yeah. and Kawhi in particular. Um, you know, there's not many big bruising, you know, down low players anymore, but Zion is that. So uh, I think it'll, Charles yeah, it, it, yeah, the round mound of rebound. Yeah. He's a, he's a low down there. And I think for, for the Clippers, you'll see different looks, you know, obviously they're going to switch some screens and stuff, but I, you know, I, I'm going to guess that they might start Kawhi on him, you know, cause he just of yeah. the strength that he has really the only one who can match that strength. You know, I'm sure we'll see, you know, if he gets down to the post, we'll see Serge Ibaka get that call uh, off the bench. I think Zubats will get a lot of that look as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, Mark. I think Marcus Morris. You know, it's going to be by committee. But um, yeah, they're not necessarily fully equipped for that. So I think maybe similar to what we <laughs> what we saw in a different way against Curry and the Warriors. You know, maybe you're sending another sure. another defender on the help side and forcing Zion to be be a passer more than you know the scoring force that he can be in the paint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. That's how I was looking at. I'm I'm actually keying on uh, Morris, you know, coming off the bench and and you know what I mean, um, trying his five fouls out, and seeing <laughs> what he could do. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it's both ends of the floor. Um, you got to play offense. You got to play defense. So. Morris got to use his, his his quickness and his lateral strength as well as far as guard. These guys that we have, uh, the Clippers have as well too. You know, so yeah, that's man win. And th- and that's another good point too. As you said, you can try to neutralize Zion a little bit by really forcing him into a lot of the actions defensively. We know that he's still, you know, he can be a great shot blocker. He's made some great defensive plays, but I think that, you know, like you said, the more you make him move laterally and and defensively, trying to really make him work you know, maybe that affects his offensive game a little bit where you're putting him in pick and rolls True. on the perimeter with, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and, and running him out to that three-point line with guys like Batum and Morris. So I think the more and more you make him work uh, defensively, uh, you know, the, hopefully for them, the tougher it would be for him to have a, have a huge night. Yeah. 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 Now, an, another guy the Pelicans have who, of course, is, is a big-time scorer is Brandon Ingram. How do you see the, the Clippers kind of attacking in that matchup? Oh, Ingram, Ingram. Uh, I would have to say they would have to put Paul George on him. 
um, for the most part. But Ingram, he's he's a special kid. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of thought he got snubbed as far as being an all-star this year, um, as far as a lot of people did too as well. Um, but for the most part, he's been playing phenomenal. Um, always had a chip on his shoulder since he's been, you know, um, traded from the Los Angeles Clippers. But for the most part, man, Ingram is – He's literally like a like a <laughs> a point off from Durant, you know, um, from his equipment as far as being athletic, as far as being explosive, as far as being patient, um, his rhythm, and um, you know he he's going to give you whatever that he that you t- that you give him, you know what I mean, as far as taking. But for the most part, I think he's got um, he's got a lot of a lot of depth as far as what he does and what he brings. So. Um, you can't stop everything. You know, you got you got a phenomenal uh, ball playing good, averaging pretty much 18 points, you know, this past couple of games that he's been in. Um, you got, you know, all shapes and sizes as far as guard play um, coming in, explosive guard play. Um, so uh, Ingram is going to be one of those guys that, you know, you probably have to be keen on more than anything. And um, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned Lonzo Ball and kind of, his great play of late. He's really been shooting the ball well as well. Um, what have you seen from Lonzo Ball? Do you think he's kind of turned the corner with with his game and his ability to to really, at least recently, become a consistent three-point shooter, you know, as a good defender, a good passer, a good rebounder? Um, what do you think and what have you seen from him that, that has been really impressive? Man, I haven't really seen too much of him at all um, this year uh, for the simple fact they don't they don't play the Pelicans too much out here. <laughs> but um what I have seen though um it's just statistics you know um he's just been um special you know what I mean like like what they thought he was going to be is actually rookie rookie year you know what I mean this is something that he's actually delivering on um he had a tweet where they was like um you know he's a bust from that standpoint then it was like keep that same he said keep that same energy um <laughs> to the next season I remember that and uh, he's definitely showing it. You know, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's actually looking at the basket, trying to be in attack mode. You know, the last couple of seasons, he was just on a pass situation where he wanted to be, you know, the, the idolized uh, Magic Johnson standpoint. But now he's he sees that he has weapons and threats. He can actually shoot the ball at a high clip. You know what I mean? He's changed his shot this year, which is phenomenal. You know, um, getting it off the side of his face and really lining that thing up and it looks pretty good. It looks really good. You know, um, just from, from that standpoint alone, uh, the dedication from, you know, him changing this shot and being more efficient offensively, it speaks volumes of this young gentleman's, um, you know, character of how hard he wants to work. And, uh, it's been showing all the way up until this point right now, you know, he's been playing phenomenal. Yeah, he really has. And, I think it, this is something that we see a fair amount in the league. And granted, there are certain players, you know, like Zion and and like his and like Lonzo's brother Lamelo Ball, who come in the league and they instantly have it right away, and you can see that they're going to be a star. But there are other players that, you know, for whatever reason, just need that adjustment period, need to find the right situation. Or uh, I think sometimes yeah. people write them off too quickly. Where it's like you said, there's that whatever that article or tweet is, where it's oh he's a bust, and it's like no, you just you know you got to give him time the right situation, yeah. uh, you know, the right resources, the right things around him. And I think we see that with a lot of players who, you know, sometimes don't find it right away in their first team or first situation, but uh, can still obviously play at a high level. 
Yeah, for sure. It it goes a lot in hand in hand. You know what I mean? Maybe it's the coaching staff that didn't really mess with you from that standpoint. Maybe it's too much. Being in LA playing basketball is very uh challenging at times. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a lot to do uh in LA. And I'll just keep it at that standpoint. <laughs> but for the most part <laughs> for the most part, um it's it's just, you know, it's overwhelming. Um just the celebrity status back when we had fans in the game and you know what I mean and the list goes on of how much stuff you can actually do um, rather than other countries. I mean, other cities, I said countries like I'm out here in Italy right now, <laughs> other other cities <laughs> that you can actually play in and there's dead, there's nothing, you know what I mean? It's echoes in the, you know, uh, from that standpoint. So yeah, it's, 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 it goes hand in hand, you know, um, he had a lot of pressure from that standpoint of being just Alonzo Ball, um, talking about him personally. Like you said, there has been a lot of players that actually took a long time to actually evolve, and now they're actually there. Um, the Clippers had one that they, they traded to the Thunder. You know what I mean? Um, what's the kid's uh, name? Shea, Shea, actually, yeah, Shea Gildas Alexander has hey, been, it's been incredible. Yeah. yeah, Incredible, you know? So you never know what you're going to get. <clears throat> you never know how much time you have for him to actually blossom. Um, just to write him off and, you know, think that he's a bust or just probably you just had to go into another direction as far as the, the, the organization. But for the most part, ball has always had something up his sleeve as far as, you know, developing. And that's the biggest thing that he has, um, every single year is just him getting better every single year. So, yeah, um, this year has really been special. It's, it's funny too, cause it's the, the same with, you know, the guy we just talked about before too, Brandon Ingram, who, you know, had some, started putting up some decent numbers in LA, but kind of took mm-hmm. it to another level when he got into a situation where he had the ball in his hands more, where, like I said, maybe yeah. the, out of the spotlight in LA a little bit helped him out, but, but he kind of took it to that next level after, you know, kind of struggling a little bit for a couple of years and, you know, bringing yeah. it back full circle to the Clippers. I think one of the, the best things about the coaching change was, the staff that they put together this year, your guy Chauncey, you know, Kenny Atkinson, mm-hmm. Dan Craig, really known for their player development. And I think you're, we're starting to see that uh, with some of the young guys on the roster already, you know, obviously Terrence Mann with, with the kind of step he's yeah. taken from, from one year to the next. And uh, you know, you know, Zubat's getting better and better as a young guy. Uh, you know, even though, you know, Kennard has had some tough times, you see, you see that, you know, there's confidence in him from the staff as well that, you know, they're putting the work in with him as well. So I think you see oh, yeah. that with the Clippers as well, where they were not only having this great veteran presence, but but really working with with their players to, to make sure they continue to grow and develop as well. Yeah, it's confidence. I think the biggest thing in in any sport is if you if if you have that 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 drive of actually getting traded, oh man, <laughs> that's a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> traded me like what the hell how dare you you know so um yeah that's the that's awakening like i always say poking a bear waking the dragon whatever you call it from that standpoint of really like okay they doubted me i needed that you know for us drive you know and that's another reason why you know things can go you know to your advantage from that standpoint yeah and and obviously yeah. and obviously you have the you know the experience of being, of being in the nba and knowing the business and you know, going to a couple of different teams, but, but, but what is that like? Uh, you know, you of course had a long, long career overseas as well, but just kind of adapting to new, yeah. to new situations in the business of everything or knowing, like you said, you could be, could be traded. Uh, you could end up somewhere new. Yeah. How, how does that play into things or how did it for you? 
no, it was it was it was like a shocking moment. You know what I mean? Just like, wow, I really got traded type thing. <laughs> yeah. And um it was kind of crazy because it's the same same time around now as far as, far as all-star break, the last day going back, and I, I got a call from Joe Dumars and he was like, You got traded to the Clippers. And um I just stopped from that standpoint <laughs> on. I was literally in the car with my bags packed. And I just stopped like, whoa. And I had my uh, my parents driving me to the airport, and it was like, son, what's wrong? And I said, man, I, I think I just got traded. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a business from that standpoint. And really, let's, you, you, you get a fresh start, you know, from a team that doesn't know you. Um, you can come in and being anything you want to be as far as what they see that they need, you can actually put more energy into certain things of being a different character that you need to be. Uh, for me personally, just, just the Clippers, I was a quiet kid. You know, I led by actions and stuff like that. And I wasn't so vocal um, going into the Clippers. I knew that had to change for me in order to survive and actually get on the court. So yeah. the very first day I used that as far as energy, I used all the understanding and the knowledge that I learned as far as being a professional from these greats from Chauncey and Lindsey Hunter, these guys that are vocal and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to come in as the same Alex. Uh, these guys don't know me from Adam. So I'm going to definitely put on something um, different as far as, you know, me being on the court and stand. And it lasted. It actually helped a lot more where they took me serious and I got to see my jersey. I started to play, you know what I mean? And it was more good to the point of, me actually been on the court because I changed in that moment, you know, and definitely had a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> just being cut, you know. Yeah, no, it's so that was it's a chance, like you said, to kind of reinvent yourself and 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 like you said, show yourself to a, a, a new group and kind of prove yourself in that way. And um, no, that's sure. awesome. And just on the logistical side of it, uh, this is always, I think, what people wonder as well. You mentioned you're on your way to the airport. What is what is life like? on that side when you're trading, are you living out of a, a hotel room the rest of the season? Like what is the process of having oh, to be man. told you, uh, not only are you you're living in a different <laughs> city, but you got to find yeah some kind of housing. You yeah. got to get your life together. Yeah. It's, that's gotta be a pretty crazy experience. As well. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because you, you have no clothes. <laughs> First off, you have, you have literally no clothes. So I literally got off the phone with Joe Dumars. He said, somebody's going to be in contact with you. Um, so from that point on, I went back to the to the house, got a call, said, you're going to meet the team, um, in Phoenix. Um, do you have, do you need a place to stay as far as right now? And I thought about it. I'm, I'm living on the outskirts of LA and LA, I mean, in you know, San Dimas, if you know where that's at, um, in Farmville pretty much. (laughs) But from the most part, it was too far to commute back and forth for practice and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was living in a hotel that whole half of the season um, by myself. Uh, nothing as far as clothes-wise. <laughs> but I have a house that's all the way in L.A. that I I never even went to. That's what's crazy about wow. it, you know what I mean, outside of L.A. So, yeah, it was it was really a point where everything had to start over. Um, the best thing about it is that the Detroit Pistons, they shipped all my stuff out, you know what I mean? And shipped my car out free of charge and stuff like that. So that was pretty, pretty dope. I didn't think, I thought I had to pay for all that stuff too, but 
and uh, the Clippers actually put me up in the hotel. So that was pretty amazing, you know. But yeah, the life changes. It definitely changes overnight. <laughs> you got to start over, get a new apartment, and all that stuff. Yeah, I think I think everyone who's lived in LA or on the outskirts of LA can can sympathize with the, with the point of yeah that commute. I don't. It was not doable. So I think you made the you made the right decision. It's not doable. <laughs> yeah, that the, the traffic that would have been involved and the time involved in that was what it was too much. So I, I think you made the right call. Yeah, it's not doable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it was pretty dope. Um, more than anything, it was just like I'm really in LA though playing. So that's was that's was good uh, for me. Uh, just getting traded to LA, being an LA kid, yeah. having my parents come to the game, having my grandma like seeing me hoop for the first time. All my friends from Pepperdine, you know, I got to represent Pepperdine. <laughs> man, so. <laughs> All my friends from Pepperdine, coaching staff. I I was blessed to see uh, Paul Westfold at the game. Um, at that time, so it was pretty good, man. It was some great memories, more than anything. Yeah, no, that, that's really cool and, and, and fun to hear. Um, yeah, I, as you said, a lot of people don't know you had the experience, obviously, of, of an NBA player when they get traded. So it's cool to get the insight on fast. that. <laughs> fast, yes, fast. Like I, like I'm serious. When I got traded, I had to be in Phoenix that next day practicing with a team I do not know from Adam you know what I mean yeah. so um I was on a plane like a buoy like it was a big plane charter plane by myself <laughs> with a reporter that was actually reporting like you know giving me an interview like how do you feel about being traded it was just me and him wow. on this big plane <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty dope but then I get there and I'm getting in the locker room and it's like I am like the out out dog, you know what I mean? The 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 needle in the haystack. Everybody's looking at me like, who the hell is this kid? Yeah. You know. So yeah, it was, it was pretty one of those things where um, you just got to lock in. You just got to stay confident, um, knowing that it's a business, and you just got to be ready for everything. You really have to, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's great stuff. And uh, before before we get on out of here, um, we mentioned the the Pelicans game. We do. We did say that it's the beginning of a three-game road trip for the Clippers. After the Pelicans game, they play Dallas uh, tomorrow on Monday, and then again on okay. on Wednesday. Uh, we know, obviously, the Clippers beat the Mavs in the playoffs last year. The only time they saw them this year was that horrendous fifty-point loss that we saw. So, how much uh, how much do you think that plays into their thought process <laughs> in this next matchup, and uh, just wanting to get that taste out of their mouths and, and get a a normal performance yeah. against the Mavs. No, nah, that's definitely not going to happen again. For sure. <laughs> Giannis is not going to go crazy. I'm going to knock on wood because Giannis is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. He's not going to go crazy like he did last game. You know what I mean? Smiling and joking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we got something for him. And I think I, uh, Paul George was injured that game too as well, if I'm not mistaken, right? And Kawhi? Yeah, one of them was out. Um, but... Yeah. But yeah, it was just one of those games where it just kind of rolled down the hill, and then it was like, "All right, we're we're packing it in for today." So as you said, I think I think that was I think that was more of a more of an aberration than anything. I think they'll be re- they'll be ready to go. Uh, but it will be interesting to play them the Clippers to play the Mavericks back to back because we've seen that a couple of times yeah. this year. It's uh it's tough to win both of those matchups. We've seen a lot of those from different teams this year where you know you win the first first game it's like you know kind of like a playoff setup you get a day to prepare and then 
you play them again in the same mm -hmm. scenario. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they whether they win or lose the game on Monday, kind of what their their game plan and response is on Wednesday when they play them again. For sure, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll look forward to a, a couple of good games on this upcoming road trip for the Clippers. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode. want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, at Believe.com. But, Alex, uh, good stuff as always here on this week. Always. Good feel. Let's go. Let's go, man. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker for the Believe in Clippers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one podcast network. We're always here for you. Go Clips. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.